that was just what like we come out of halftime and then next thing you know like Sean Sean's gone I don't yeah. know where he went <laughs> and Coach Jurisic tells me okay get up and warm up you're going in if Sean's not back I'm like oh okay so it's really happening like Thursday night football, like the first game of the year for us right. on the road in a blackout. Huge game. I yeah, it was, it was like yeah. tight at the time. Like they just went down and I think either they scored, I forget if they kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown. I think we were down like four or something when I went in and that was just like that first snap, at least, I think it was a handoff. So like that took the nerves <laughs> right out of me. And then Coach Yersich got me a little screen pass to get my confidence up, and that like that really helped me a lot. Before we get to the pod, I want to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years, and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements, and recently, my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal, has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition, hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized. My digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. And the best part with how busy I am, all it is is one scoop. So I just got to remember to take one scoop of Athletic Greens a day and I get everything I need to make sure I'm healthy, energized, and my digestive system is great. Literally just one scoop and it takes one minute. And I've been super picky about what sponsors we want for this podcast. I want ones that I actually use and I actually can promote and support for you guys. And Athletic Greens is it. It's the real deal and I've been taking it for a long time. You heard it from me. So whether you're a former athlete, current athlete, or just a high-performing individual trying to optimize your health, I encourage you to invest in your health, invest in your nutrition, and try Athletic Greens today because it could change a lot for your daily performance. So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. DrinkAG1.com slash next up. Check it out. It is smooth sack summer. That's right, this is the summer you keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. Manscaped's the leader in below-the-waist grooming, and they all want us to have a ball this summer. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code ADAMB. Quick story for you guys about Manscaped. So last summer, before I was a Manscaped user, I was grooming myself before I went to the beach. And let's just say I had a little accident and nicked my balls the wrong way. I had a little bit of a cut. Now, normally I'm a big ocean guy, but this time I went headfirst into the salt water and let's just say that grooming issue down below came back to haunt me in the worst possible way that was when i went looking for a solution for my grooming the family jewels and i found manscaped and i've used it almost every single day well not quite every day every other day since so trust me you're hearing it from me a guy with experience you need manscaped to trim your family jewels because it is officially smooth sack summer go to manscaped.com use my code adam b for 20 percent off and free shipping on your next order and please guys support the sponsors of this podcast because it helps me allows us to travel around and have one amazing guest so support manscaped for sponsoring this pod go to manscaped.com use the code adam b for 20 percent off and free shipping on your next order 
Welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. I'm Adam Brenneman. We're on campus at Penn State today, my alma mater at Nittany Apartments, actually where I used to live when I played here. We're talking to Penn State starting quarterback Drew Aller today, his first podcast he's ever done. Going to talk to Drew about his journey getting here, his rise to being the number one quarterback in the country out of high school, and now being the starting quarterback for a national championship contending Penn State team. Before we get to the pod, please subscribe to this podcast, the Next Up YouTube channel. Last time I checked, only about 50% of you who watch this podcast every single week actually subscribe to it on youtube so press that subscribe button let's get that number closer to 80 percent subscribing to the pod and all the support you show on social media allows me to travel around the country and have these great guests on and show you a side of college football that fans haven't seen before so please subscribe let's go talk to drew next up what we do drew allen big season come up is this right here is it yeah they really took their shirt out here, huh? That's <laughs> about. So we really rearranged your house here, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a real production, man. We're not, we're not messing around here. Are we ready already? Did you enjoy that Elite 11 camp you were at? Yeah, I did. I, I did enjoy it a lot. I didn't even know you were gonna be there. I just saw you. I was like, "Is that Drew standing in the middle of the field?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They they kind of texted us late, uh, like Wednesday. I found out that I should come. They wanted us to go. Yeah, and you spoke at it, right? Yeah, I did. What yeah. you? What did you? What was your message? Uh, so my message was basically to like, since to all the recruits there and all the QBs there that. Like, don't compare your journey to other people's journeys just because I know my journey was a lot different than a lot of, uh, like, QBs that yeah. make it to the Power 5 level uh, just because, like, I started playing quarterback when I was really in eighth grade going into my freshman years when I first started, like, playing quarterback seriously. And then, um, like, I, I was, like, a lower-rated recruit or not getting recruited as much. And then by my senior year, like, yeah. everything was a lot different. Uh one a of lot the bigger, different. Yeah, a lot different. <laughs> it was a lot different. We're going to talk about all that. I'm yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to give them the message, like, don't compare yourselves to others because if you're willing to put in the work, all the results will come eventually. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. No, it was – your journey has been – it's been fun to follow it because, I mean, I, I told you, I think, when I saw you at the camp, like, I remember when I first saw your film when I was – at ASU, and we were watching, like, and you were, like, <laughs> yeah. no, you had no offers. And, yeah. And uh, I remember, like, our, our coaches talking about you. And it was like, ah, we'll, we'll check this guy out later. And then you end up being, like, the number one player <laughs> in the country. So uh, just so much to dive into. And there's this has been a, uh, a much-requested podcast in my, in my <laughs> comments. It's been we need to get Drew. Also, first thing, everyone says your last name differently every single time I hear people yeah. say it. Yeah, Did, Like, do you notice that? Oh, Even, yeah. like, people at Penn State. Oh yeah, which is it, Aller or Alar? Aller, yeah. Aller, that's what I thought, right? Yeah. But I swear I heard someone say Alar. Probably Coach Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear him on a show? He he, was, he said Alar, and it was like it's actually Aller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been trying. Yeah, I've been trying to get him right since I've been here. So he's he's coming around the corner. I'm pretty sure though. on the radio I've said I've said it wrong like many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm supposed to be a Penn State guy. I should know the quarterbacks name. That's funny though, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much I want to get into with you, and I'm I'm excited to talk to you. Is this the first podcast you've done? Yeah, this is the first podcast I've done. Never, never, do you watch yeah. a lot of podcasts? Uh, I listen to a decent amount, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your favorite ones? I'm a big Joe Rogan guy. Are you? I'll, I'll tune into that sometimes. Hopefully this isn't as yeah. long as the no, Joe Rogan No, those are long. I can't watch a full Joe Rogan one. Just the clips? Yeah. Um, so I was at the 
I told you the coaches versus cancer golf outing mm-hmm. this morning. And I was thinking about this when I was there because I was obviously like talking to a lot of Penn State fans. There's like tons of donors there, football fans, and they're all coming up. We're, I'm talking. And it struck me just like the level of excitement around the program right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like, if it's been, if there's been this much hype, this much attention. Like the expectations are high, right? Yeah. As high as they've been in a long time at Penn State. And you're the center of the expectations, right? Everyone's asking me about you. They're like, what do you see? What have you seen in the quarterback? And I'm like, I'm actually going to talk to him tonight, so I'll let <laughs> you know. But that's where I want to start. Just like, do you feel that right now, the excitement on the program, and then the, just the pressure that comes with that, being a guy that's never actually started a game, you haven't really played yet mm-hmm. here, and, and you're in the middle of this, you know, historic hype session at Penn State right now. Yeah, I mean, I we all feel the excitement just because I'm, we're all on social media, so we'll see it yeah. just pop up on our feeds. But I don't think that really affects any of our mindsets on the team. Uh, Coach Franklin and the whole coaching staff has been really big on that. Like, obviously, you'll see all the outside noise, but you can't let that affect, like, your day-to-day approach. And I've really taken that to heart, and I know a lot of, like, a lot of the guys on the team have because – I know for me personally, nobody has, I've said it before, but nobody has higher expectations for me than myself just because I want to hold myself to the highest standard possible and like be the best I can be on and off the field. And I feel like uh, all the excitement is really cool, but it's it's really going to come down to how we work each day as a team. And especially going into the summer, like these workouts are going to be huge for us, just developing toughness, getting faster, bigger in the weight room. So it's, it's going to be a fun summer for sure. Yeah, summer is always the, the yeah. toughest part of the season. <laughs> yeah. Getting his mic right there. Yeah. We, we got to teach you that, the podcast mic game a little All bit. Right. Right. Yeah, I'll learn it eventually. Hopefully you're on more and more podcasts, man. Maybe get you as a recurring guest on here. But what's the summer look like for you? Like what, what, what goes on during this time of year? Yeah, so like the last three weeks have been discretionary. So it's been all player-led. Uh, the strength coaches are allowed to be around the, the lifts, but they're not allowed to be directing any of the lifts or telling us what to do. So it's been a really big uh, emphasis on developing leadership because obviously last year we had a lot of like big big local vocal leaders on our team like Sean Jair and PJ were like the three biggest leaders on our team and obviously we lost lost all three of them to the the NFL and I think it's been a huge stepping stone from the spring to now is just developing our leadership as a team and and one of the guys I've been really impressed with is Theo Johnson Uh, I can't say enough great yeah I can't say enough great things about him uh, he's a great teammate. He's a great player to be around. He's great to be around off the field as well. Uh, he's he he's been taking the leadership, like more of the vocal leadership, on for the offense so far. Uh, but I think we we have a really good thing going with uh, developing leadership as a whole team. I think we're going to have more leaders than last year uh, in the sense of there's going to be more guys that are going to have the young guys looking up to them, but maybe not as many vocal leaders. Uh, but we're gonna have guys step up when the time's right. When I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years and I wanna promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements and recently my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal, has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have 
have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition, hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized, my digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. And the best part with how busy I am, all it is is one scoop. So I just gotta remember to take one scoop of Athletic Greens a day and I get everything I need to make sure I'm healthy, energized, and my digestive system is great. Literally just one scoop and it takes one minute. And I've been super picky about what sponsors we want for this podcast. I want ones that I actually use and I actually can promote and support for you guys. And Athletic Greens is it. It's the real deal and I've been taking it for a long time. You heard it from me. So whether you're a former athlete, current athlete, or just a high-performing individual trying to optimize your health, I encourage you to invest in your health, invest in your nutrition, and try Athletic Greens today because it could change a lot for your daily performance. So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. DrinkAG1.com slash next up. Check it out. Before we get back to the pod, I want to tell you guys about Prize Picks, the best way to fire on sports. It's how I fire on sports every time there's a big game. Prize Picks is different than regular sports betting. On Prize Picks, you pick players and not teams. So every player has a set projection for each game. Say Steph Curry, 30 points total, and you pick higher or lower than 30 points. And if it hits, you win. So if you know sports and know players and know how they're going to perform in each game, you can make tons of money on Prize Picks. And the best part is prize picks is fantasy, not sports betting, so it's legal in most states, all the states in the yellow below. And now here's the best part. I have a $100 deposit bonus for you guys. Use the code NEXTUP when you download the prize picks app or click the link in the description, and you'll get a $100 deposit bonus to use the next time you want to fire on prize picks. Has your, since you've gotten here, have, has your number one anything with like leadership change? Have you tried to get more vocal as, you know, as Sean leaves, you kind of take the reins and then... Talk to me about also how your body has changed since you've been here. Because I feel like you look even older than you looked a year ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. you look bigger. You look, like, we saw you in the weight room today. I was like, dude, you look huge. Like, have you have you gotten a lot bigger since you've been here? Yeah, so I, I'm obviously, I early enrolled. So yeah. when I got in last January, I was, like, 225 when I first got here. And then now I'm up to, like, 242. Uh, trying to, like, fluctuate between 235, 240 uh, for the summer. But my body has definitely changed a lot, and that's a credit to the whole uh, strength staff. I I think we have the best strength staff in the country. Um, They're they're great guys to be around, great role models, great mentors for all of us, and they know how to push us and uh, just put us in the best position to go out on the field and perform. Uh, And then from a leadership standpoint, definitely trying to take – I'm taking on a little bit more vocal leadership – you know, through these player-led meetings, uh, leading the, the meetings, uh, install, reinstalling the plays for the guys that have been here and installing the plays for the freshmen that just stepped on campus. And uh, it's, been, it's been good so far. I think uh, from the spring to the summer, I've done a lot better job of being more of a vocal leader. Uh, even throughout high school, I was never much of the guy to be the, the rah-rah guy. I was always like just the, the lead-by-example guy, and I'm still more of that, but definitely trying to take on more of a vocal leadership uh, yeah. from now on. I want to start with the recruiting process. You alluded to it a yeah. little bit. It was a up-and-down up, up and down process for you. When did it start? Like when did, 
When did you first realize that you were going to play Power 5 football? Yeah, so my first offer came after my sophomore year, like that winter. Uh, it, was, it was Central Michigan. It was actually Charlie Fry, who yeah. <laughs> was a Browns quarterback, and I had his jersey because I'm a huge Browns fan. So wow. I had like his Cleveland Browns jersey because I went to like a bunch of Browns yeah. games growing up. So that was a really cool so moment he all, for me. So he was the quarterback's coach at? Yeah, he was the QB OC at Central Michigan oh, cool. at the time. Yeah, so it was a really cool moment. <laughs> <That's sweet. laughs> so it, it was really cool. And then going into my junior year, I had maybe four offers, uh, one one Power 5 offer from Pitt. And then when it really started taking off for me was my junior year. Uh, it was COVID during that time, so didn't get to go into any camps or anything like that. But uh my junior year, we beat, we ended up beating St. Edwards, which is like the big yeah. powerhouse around around me. Uh, and then we beat Ignatius the next week, which is like their rival. So it, it was like a surreal back-to-back weeks in the playoffs. And uh, it was the first time a public school, I think, has beat both of them back-to-back since it was like a 10-year gap between between the last time yeah. that happened. And uh then I started getting a bunch of bunch of phone calls. I remember I got like three offers like the day after we beat Ignatius. <laughs> so, <laughs> so from that point on, it started really like snowballing into like this huge thing. Uh, after my after my junior year finished up, I had I had a lot of offers, especially like that January to March yeah. was like when it really started picking up with all like the Power Five uh, teams looking into me and talking to me. So I ended up committing to Penn State like on my birthday, March 8th, and then that's how that whole process went, really. How did Penn State first get in touch with you? So actually, it's funny. So I was on a golf course like with my grandpa golfing. And oh. I think we were on the last hole, and I get a call from my uh, high school coach, Coach Laird, and he calls me, says, uh, the Texas QB coach is interested in you, and he wants, you, he wants to talk to you, send you your film. And it was Coach Yersich is when he was down at Texas. So yeah. Then I, I started talking to Coach Jersich, uh basically right before they went into the Colorado game, their, the bull game, and uh, he said he didn't know what was going to happen with the staff there because of like uh, like how their season was shaping out to be. Yeah. Uh, he said if if we're staying, if like the whole staff is retained, uh, we're going to offer you. Uh, so didn't end up happening, and Coach Jersich gets hired here like two weeks later, and. I reached out to him just because he was from, he's from Euclid, Ohio, which is 45 minutes from yeah. me. Uh, played his school every year. They were in my conference. And uh, it really started picking up when he got in touch or when he got hired here. And then um, talked to Penn State, Coach Yurcich, Coach Franklin for about a good month before they offered me. Uh, and that was one of the things I really, like, got me interested in Penn State is they really took their time like evaluating yeah. me recruiting me because uh, I had a lot of schools like first time calling them first time talking to the coaches offered. Oh, you're offered yeah. and I'm like oh that, that's cool and sometimes they wouldn't they wouldn't follow back up most of them did but some of the schools just didn't follow back up with me but Penn State like really took their time building their relationship with me and I I could definitely feel that bond with them so Yurchis is, is your guy. That was like who you wanted to play for? Yeah, yeah, uh, especially when he got here because yeah. uh, Texas, I mean, it's far from yeah. Ohio, but like it's three and a half hour drive for me uh, from Medina to here. So it was something I wanted. I want, I've always wanted to play Big Ten football just because I grew up in Ohio, Midwest, Midwest country. Football is big around here. So I yeah. so wanted to uh, come play at one of the biggest schools in the nation. How'd the commitment process go? 
And I got to hear Franklin's reaction when you committed. I'm sure he had a good one. Uh, so I, I committed. It was like a silent commit. Like I committed like a week before I actually announced it. And I remember I was I was on FaceTime with Coach Jurisic and Coach Franklin at the same time. And I told him, and he was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because we want you, but we have to make sure like you're all set and like like you're going to stay committed to us. So if you need any time just to – Think it, think through it. Make sure you. This is the place for you. And I was like, no, I, I know this is the place for me because I actually visited like on my own because COVID was shut yeah. down. There was no junior day visit, so I visited up here on my own uh, with my family. Like one one weekend, it was it was freezing though, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> I was used to it. And I was like, I I could see myself going to school here and playing football here. And I think. Probably three days after I visited, I called them and told them I wanted to commit, and they they were really excited. But uh, I I they just wanted to make sure I was like stay true with them, and you yeah, know, try I, to talk you out of it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Are I you thought sure they were you want to commit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, but I was like grateful for that just to make sure like they they want what's best for me, even if it wasn't Penn State at the yeah. time. They they really wanted what the best interest is for me. Yeah. So. What what did Franklin and Yersich do different in the recruiting process that other schools did, or that made you, you know, uh, value that relationship more? I would say they got to know me a lot more off the field than on the field. Yeah. Obviously, like if you're going to come play here, you're 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 a good player, yeah. and they didn't really focus on that that much. Uh, they were more of like, what do you do outside of school or outside of football? Like, what are your interests outside of football, inside of school, and really getting to know me and my family personally. Um, so that was like they built a genuine relationship, and I it was like super cool that they did that because yeah. not a lot of schools did that. So let's talk about the kind of the rise in, in the recruiting rankings and all that stuff. I mean, I know everyone's like, I don't really pay attention to it, but clearly you you knew what was going on. Yeah. And when you committed to Penn State, you were still like a three star recruit. I think you weren't you hadn't yeah. yet really risen up to the. Am I right? Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. I was like a higher three star, lower four star yeah. at the time. I think. You're like get it right. I was a four star. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's. What <laughs> um. So like, and then after you commit, you be you become a five star, number mm-hmm. one quarterback in the country. I think you were like number two overall player, number three, depending on who you ask uh, or what site you look at. How did that whole, like, was that a whirlwind for you to go every time the recruiting rankings came yeah. up? And I'm sure like schools are still trying to recruit you when you're committed to Penn State. Take me through that whole process. Yeah, it's it's a crazy process just because like it, it was like so fast. It happened like I went to the Elite 11 regionals in Indiana and then I did well there. Uh, then the next rankings came out. I got boosted. Then Elite 11 finals came around. Was like, ended up like before my senior season, I think I was like a higher four star. And then, like, it was like the day before uh, our last regular season game, they, they elev- elevated me to a five star. So it was like a really crazy process. And honestly, I didn't pay too much attention to it. Like, I knew what was going on, but that never really. Like, I never really cared about it. It's really cool to have, those, just because, like, not a lot of kids get to have that every year. But I never really put too much thought into it just because, like, I'm, at the time, my focus was, like, getting, like, winning a state championship in high school, yeah. like, just finishing out my season and then doing whatever I have to do to get ready to go to here and come here and compete at the time. So... I never really affected my mindset though, but it was definitely cool to see. Like you can't tell me you weren't refreshing the page when they were dropping uh, the new. It five was stars. more of my like friends and teammates <laughs> that were. So, they were letting yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. Did, did you feel like things changed? Like 
the way people perceived you or did you like start getting recognized more in public? Did anything change when you became like a, one of the top players in the country? I uh, definitely get recognized a <laughs> lot more, uh, especially here. Uh, yeah. Like everybody loves football here and everybody knows who the football players are here just because of, you know, how big <laughs> most of the football players yeah. are on the team. But definitely got recognized a lot more. It, it's cool to have just like little kids and like people just come up to you and ask you like who you are and like, how are things going? But uh, it was a really cool experience, and I'm I'm definitely glad like I was able to have those experiences. Did um, you got your Ohio State offer then after you're coming to Penn State, right? Yeah. So Ohio State offered me like the third week of my senior season. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you're a kid from Ohio? Ohio State offers you. You're committed to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Like what was what was going through your mind then when Ohio State offered you, and what made you decide that ultimately like you weren't really going to consider it? Yeah, or at I, least you were going to stay committed to Penn State. Yeah, so my biggest reason was like I felt like Penn State was the right place for me to go. Uh, it had everything that I wanted academically, uh, obviously football, and then like off the field, like just like the resources we have around here. And at the time, like I was committed to Penn State for like nine months or something like that, and. It was like really late in the process, and I, I have great amount of respect for the Ohio State coaches and their program, but I just didn't feel like it would be the best fit for me personally, uh, and I felt like Penn State was the better fit for me personally. So that's how that kind of happened. Uh, it, it was like just super late too. So not, Penn State was there since time. day one. They were, <laughs> yeah. they were there before you were a five star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that had to mean something though. Like when, like just the fact that Coach Yurcich found you, like when you had no, when you had no offers, right? That had to. That yeah, had to I don't. Cool. I honestly don't know how he found me. <laughs> <laughs> at Texas uh, that's yeah. like, because they do not like Texas like obviously there's a lot of great quarterbacks from Texas that that come through Texas and I don't know when's the last time a quarterback from Ohio, Ohio let alone yeah. a player from Ohio went down and played football at Texas it's a great testament to like coach Ursich's evaluation skills yeah, too, for sure. coach Franklin's the fact that they found you yeah. and offered you before you were one of the top quarterbacks in the country what's uh during when, when your recruiting started to really pick up was there anything I always love asking this question. Like, what what's something that like funny that a coach said to you during the recruiting process? Anything crazy or like wild that that uh, that coaches were saying to you or anything? Uh, nothing funny. But the only thing I don't didn't like about recruiting from the coaching standpoint was all the negative recruiting. Like, oh really? Like, obviously, like coaches have a pretty good feel of like where kids are gonna like mm-hmm. end up choosing between. And I hated like when one school would talk bad about another school just because like I don't. I don't, I'm talking to you guys. I don't need to yeah. like be thinking about the other school. I'd rather just like, what can you guys do for me? Uh, football, socially, academically, that can help me become the player I want to be and the man I want to become uh, like off the field. So I, I never really liked all the negative recruiting. Uh, Who were they negative recruiting against the most? Ohio State or Penn State? Uh, probably, Penn State. probably Penn State yeah. because I just think people realized like, at like the early stages of my That's recruitment that was probably yeah. going to end up at Penn State. Uh, I don't know how the insiders found out really because I literally only told my parents and Coach Franklin and Coach Jurisich. People find out everything, man. I don't That's, know how. Yeah, <laughs> the media is everywhere. Insane. It's insane. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the negative recruiting pitch against Penn State? Like, what, what, is, what is there to say about this place? <laughs> uh, it was mostly just that, like, you know, quarterbacks don't develop here. Uh, yeah. They, they're a run first team you're not going to get your opportunity to go out and throw the ball uh it's just a tough conference to go out and play in you have sean you had sean coming back 
Yeah. Like, you're not going to play right away as a freshman. I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. cool, but never really affected They turned me. Sean Clifford into a fifth-round pick. Though. Yeah, I mean, yeah no, funny. I mean, the last, like, four or five quarterbacks have been drafted <laughs> yeah. through, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. What, uh, what was it like, I mentioned the Ohio State offer, but just being an Ohio kid who didn't go to Ohio State, then also your girlfriend goes to Ohio State, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then going to Penn State, uh-huh. did you get any like animosity or like hate in your hometown, like people because they don't uh, like Penn State there, right? No, so actually, I'm working on turning that Medina into a Penn State Powerhouse. Penn State se- uh, <laughs> section in Ohio. It's going pretty well uh, right now, but they always tell me, you know, we're going to root for Penn State every game besides one, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I, I I can respect that. Yeah. So, but you know, it's it's definitely different. Uh, different most people are kind about it but there there's obviously like everywhere there's going to be people that are going to be like talking down on you and Penn State and like why would you go there like you you should have went to Ohio State at the time just because Ohio Ohio kid they all usually go to Ohio State um but you know it's it's been cool. It's definitely a weird dynamic, though, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's but kinda, it's cool. It's funny. I, yeah, was, I, yeah. I was just thinking about it. I can't. That's that's got to be interesting when you go back to your hometown. Yeah, like everyone's got Ohio State flags in there. Yeah, there's a couple more Penn State flags I see. They're so, popping up now. Yeah, you're changing they're, they're, it all. Trying to, trying to. You kind of iced out right now with some change. Huh? <laughs> Try to. I'm just noticed though. Where where did you get those? Uh, shop Shop GLD. They kind of oh Shop up. GLD. Yeah, okay, they yeah. hooked me up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Maybe, no free ads. We get a sponsor on the pod. Shop GLD. <laughs> <laughs> we need a plug over. Do you have a deal with them? NIL deal? Uh, not. I mean, not officially. They kind of just, just like, give you, sent, yeah, give send me, me it, yeah. and then hopefully in the future, like we'll work something out. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> back, back when I was playing it, they weren't allowed to send you shit. Oh like no, that. yeah, <laughs> it it's cr- it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the the way college football is now. Yeah. It's it's good though. Yeah, it's definitely good. <laughs> so. The uh, your transition to Penn State after mm. the after signing day. What was the one thing that surprised you the most when you got here? Uh, I would say the the bond that like the whole locker room has. Uh, just because, obviously, like we spend a t- ton of time with each other, but I think this is one of the true like places that truly creates that brotherhood. And I think Coach Franklin has done a tremendous job of that. And I could see that throughout my recruitment, like when I would come visit here see all the players here all the time, getting extra works in, workouts in, uh, doing whatever they can to, you know, just fulfill their dreams and their aspirations and just seeing, like, the competitive nature of all the players here, but also, like, the positive way it is. Uh, it's it's definitely one of the most competitive environments in college football, and I think we pride ourselves in that, but we also don't cross the line. Like, we respect each other enough. Yeah. Like, when we come back in the locker room, if there was an issue out on the field, it's it's done we have a tremendous amount of respect for everybody in the program. And I think just that brotherhood we have in the locker room is something that's like, was super easy to transition into. Was the transition from a workout standpoint, academics, was that, was all that easy for you? Were there any challenges? No, no. <laughs> being a, being a mid-year going from high that's school, tough. high school classes to college classes. Right into winter workouts. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. The, yeah, but going, it's just like the classes alone, like it's a different structure. Like you have to really learn on your own and like you have to be accountable on your own to like turn in your work on time. Yeah. The professors won't tell you when everything's due. They'll give you like one, maybe one or two reminders, but they're not going to give you a third reminder. So you have to make sure you're on top of all your schoolwork. Uh, 
because that's obviously the most important thing. Obviously, football is very important, but handling your business academically is also very important. And then going from high school workouts into winter workouts is something that I like cannot under under underestimate that that was hell (laughs) if I'm being honest like because I I mean I thought I was in good shape but those winter workouts like really put you are they still early in the morning or are they in the afternoon now yeah no they're in the morning like this year was 545 start time so there's no worse feeling than when you wake up and there's like a four it's like 4 a.m on your clock yeah what what time like give all right 545 workout what, what's your routine? What time were you Are you like a 5.15 wake up, oh, barely no, get there on time? I can't do that. I can't do that. You get anxiety? I'm, so like the night before, I, I go to sleep at 8 o'clock, which is insane to me. Like I had a hard time falling asleep at 8 o'clock because I was still like up and yeah. like ready to have like two more hours before I go to sleep. So I'd go to sleep at 8 o'clock, wake up at 4.15-ish, go to the facility, hopefully get there around 4.25, and then... Jeez. Sit, sit in the cold like hot tubs for like 30 minutes just to make sure I'm up <laughs> go out on the field and stretch just so I don't pull something <laughs> so for like 30 minutes yeah it's because you go straight into the wearing workouts it's really no when, when we did up. those like I would, when when I go to sleep the night before I'd be like sick to my stomach thinking oh, about yeah. having to wake up in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this year was definitely a lot better because I my freshman year like when I early enrolled I had no idea what to expect and it was like my fourth week on campus. I'm like, dude, I'm my, I'm going through college classes. Like, now I'm gonna have to go through winter workouts, and that was, that was a rough time. But I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world, though. It makes you because, tough, man. Oh, for sure. And you find out like who the Warriors are on the team. Yeah, like, you find yeah. out like what everyone's made of. Do they still make you run a lap before the. No, they they got Did rid. Did you of hear that. about that? Yeah, they got. <laughs> Sean, Sean told me the the old stories about those. Bro, it used to be a full out sprint around the. Yeah, the, no, at least like a we, we get a lap. mini warm up before we get to go into like the whole circuit, and then. Yeah. Seeing some, they don't have the quarterbacks do the tire pulls just because of our shoulders. You're so but lucky. See, seeing I some used of to the get guys destroyed on that tire yeah, pull. Yeah, there, there's some guys that go through out of body experiences, <laughs> and it's insane. Like just their like they we had to help them up. Yeah, they they can't function after they finish the rep, and it's insane to I see. I know, dude. I'm just thinking about that. That's where <laughs> they, they Coach Franklin calls out the guys one on one, right? He's like, Drew Aller. Right? He yeah. screams the name. Yeah. Like, it's the most dramatic thing ever. Well, you don't have to do it. But, yeah. And then he does it for the Lions Den, too, right? Or he yells out the names. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every, every competitive, like, we have, like, a start fast period. Yeah. Like, first day is, like, fall camp's going to be red zone one-on-ones. And it's going to be, he's going to yell out a receiver's name and then a corner's name. And it's, like, the most dramatic thing I know. Ever. I just always thought, like, how he screams the names makes it so <laughs> suspenseful. And you're just, like, wondering if he's going to call your name out. Yeah, yeah. And then he always has to crack a joke in there. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. No, those, are the, those are the days, man. Winter workouts, yeah. They make you tough. Father's Day's right around the corner, and you haven't gotten your dad anything yet. What are you doing? Don't worry, that's where the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, comes in. I got you guys covered. You guys both know he needs some serious grooming in his life. Most dads do. So grab your dad the Performance Package 4.0 and help him contain the beast. And the reality is it's a win-win situation for both mom and dad. I think mom will like it a lot. Go to manscaped.com and use the code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping on your next order for Father's Day. I'm even helping you save some money on your Father's Day gift. Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Get your dad what he 
he really needs for Father's Day from Manscaped. And as always, please support the sponsors of this podcast by supporting Manscaped. You can support me and Next Up and allow us to keep putting on more and more amazing podcasts for all of you. Manscaped.com. Use the code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. Before we get back to the pod, I want to tell you all about an awesome offer I have for you on Prize Picks. I have a special code, Next Up. Next Up is the code. Put it into Prize Picks when you download the app and you'll get a $100 deposit bonus the next time you play. Prize Picks is the best way to fire on sports. I use it all the time. And on Prize Picks, you pick players, not teams. So if you know sports and know players and know how they're going to perform, you can ball out on Prize Picks. Use the code Next Up for $100 deposit bonus or click the link in the description below. Let's fire on Prize Picks. The, uh, did you have a freshman wall moment? I feel like everyone at some point hits a freshman wall. Like I definitely ball. hit one. Spring ball? Yeah, it was definitely a spring ball for me. Uh, that was a rough 15 practices. Really? Like, yeah, it was like I thought I did pretty good, but like I didn't do as good as I wanted to. <laughs> but that's spring because like going against Adisa Isaac, yeah. Chop, like all the corners we have, all the linebackers we have, yeah. like you don't see – one of those players in high school usually yeah. like maybe you'll see one every other game like that but to see like have to go against 11 of 11 of them at the same time is unreal and then the players you're playing with as well like Nick Singleton and Katron Allen when they first came in here it looked like they they've been here for four years like already <laughs> and just the way they had the feel for the game already yeah. and it was it was insane to see but like definitely spring ball was rough just because I was still like a high school quarterback yeah. at the time, like trying to do high school stuff that you couldn't really get away with in college, and it came back to bite me a couple times. But definitely a lot of great learning experiences from those. And you're probably taking a lot of reps too, because I'm sure Sean wasn't taking a whole lot of reps during spring so, ball. Right? Well, that last year was rough because of how many injuries we had up from yeah. uh, to the O line, so we weren't able to do a lot of like true eleven on eleven. So most yeah. of like. Mine and Bo's reps were like seven on seven reps, so that was really good for us. But I've, like, a quarterback is definitely like a, a position where you need to get true eleven on eleven reps because seven on seven is good just for pro- progressions and stuff like that. But having to fix the protections and then actually feel like a rush uh, come at you is is something yeah. that's like invaluable and helps you a lot. How to go picking up the playbook? Uh, that that for me that went pretty well. Uh, I think that's a testament to Coach Yurcich and Coach Franklin uh, and how well they prepared us for practices and meetings and days that we didn't have practice, like the extra meeting time they had us go through. Uh, so that that never really affected me. But it's definitely the hardest thing for me was the signals. Honestly, like looking over, like the how seeing how long the signals are and remembering who's live who's not live <laughs> That's the hopefully worst. you're staring at the guy the worst is when you look at the yeah. non-live signaler yeah. yeah yeah and then you and then you have to like help out the other guys on the team because we're all we're all new like okay yeah. you have to tell him and everyone looks at you yeah <laughs> yeah so it's definitely stressful but it, it definitely helps you like just create that inner confidence that you know what you're doing yeah the worst is when it comes to signals. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you're a sitcher. They, they do this on, at Penn State, but like when coaches come up with a play they want to install and then like no one thinks of the signal and they tell you like right before practice what the new signal is for the play, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. It's like, and you're learning the signals on the fly. Yeah, we have so many signals. I think <laughs> uh, last time I checked, it was over 900 signals. 
and that's just from like three years ago, Jerzyc being here. So yeah. we'll we'll keep adding on to that. So one of the hardest things in the coaching staff meeting room is like coming up with what the signals are going to be for certain plays. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> or we, how to name the plays. Yeah, because like when we have a tough time, like they'll come to us and like the signals what do you want to and yeah. like we'll be, we'll give a suggestion. Oh, that looks like this, or that is this, and yeah. like you have to like try to find something that works. Yeah. You mentioned swing ball, but is there anything else that was kind of like a big learning experience for you since you've been here? Uh, definitely, I think one of the most invaluable things I took from this, like last year, was seeing Sean and how he prepared for games. So, like seeing him prepare for all every single game, every single week, was something like that I really took, and uh, it really helped me even last year. And like just finding my routine and my regimen and like what works best for me. Uh, like talking to Sean, talking to Coach Yersich, Coach Franklin, what mm-hmm. what they think I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. So that was one of the biggest things for me, like preparing each week uh, and preparing like if you're the starter. Because obviously last year I wasn't the starter, uh, but making sure you were prepared like the starter. So if your name was called, that you would go in and there would be no drop off. I wanted to ask you about Sean. And Sean Clifford, you just mentioned him. Like that guy's seen so much football, right? Yeah. Like he's seen he's seen a lot of different yeah. things <laughs> yeah. in the Big Ten, in college football. Has had a lot of success. Aside from his preparation, kind of what kind of impact did he have on you? Just like when you first came here, as you were getting adjusted, and how important do you think that year was to not have to go in and be the starter right away and be able to sit behind a guy like Sean who played. 17 years of college football. <laughs> yeah, it, it was huge uh, because as soon as me and Bo got stepped on campus, Sean and, and CV took us under their arms and really helped us and guided us through spring and fall camp. Uh, but Sean, I mean, I couldn't say enough great things about him and just what he did for, for me, not only on the field, but off the field. Uh, he really, really kept me stable and kept me like, like just reassuring me like, like just keep doing what you're doing, even if I have like had a bad practice or a couple bad practices. Like he said, like just keep your confidence up. So like just being confident and just like keep bouncing back from things is one of the like the two things I took from Sean because obviously everybody saw how tough he was like through his four years of starting, like just playing through constant injuries and yeah. big hit. So a couple of big hits he took, like that Auburn hit was yeah. insane. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how he got back up after that yeah. because I remember like just hearing that hit and I threw my helmet on so fast. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, here, here we, we go. go. I'm going to go in like first yeah. quarter against Auburn, like SEC game. Yeah. And then Sean pops, <laughs> Sean pops right back up and leads us to that huge victory. So just seeing his toughness and the way he like delivered week in and week out for us is something that, that really helped me. And I learned a lot from how much do you think that experience of being able to play a little bit last year, uh, like I don't, you didn't start a game, but you got the, you know, you got some actual meaningful yeah. snaps, um, and not just in complete blowout time. Yeah. How, how important do you think that was for you? It was huge uh, because obviously practice is one thing, like going against your defense every day, but and they're obviously a great defense, but being in a live game situation where it's like you win or lose, and it, like this is what you work for. And like all your hard work over the summer and each week goes into that week, just going out and being able to execute the game plan, doing what the coaches are asking you to do uh, definitely helped me a lot. Um, there was a couple instances like w- when I would go in, I like missed an assignment and I, I made sure I would never miss those again just because like obviously you don't want to re- keep repeating the same mistake. So 
I think it was very, very great for me to get in. I didn't expect to get into that many games either. <laughs> so it was definitely a great learning experience every game I got the opportunity to go into. How was your first snap in Beaver Stadium? Were you nervous? I'm not, no, no. I, I was definitely. What, was, what more, game was it? Purdue. Yeah, when yeah. I because like that that was just what like we come out of halftime and then next thing you know like Sean Sean's gone I don't yeah. know where he went <laughs> Coach Jurisich tells me okay get up and warm up you're going in if Sean's not back I'm like oh okay so it's really happening like Thursday night football <laughs> the first game of the year for us right. on the road in a blackout it's a huge game I remember, yeah it was, I it was like now, yeah. tight at the time like they just went down and I think either they scored I forget if they kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown. I think we were down like four or something when I went in, and that was just like that first snap. At least, I think it was a handoff, so like that took <laughs> the nerves right out of me. And then Coach Yersich got me a little screen pass to get my confidence up, and that like that really helped me a lot. Yeah, that was a huge game. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to that on the radio when you went in. What happened to Sean? Where was he at? I think he, he was getting yeah, IV. He, oh, he was yeah, cramping yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a hot day, and, and uh, it was it was surprisingly hot. Yeah. yeah. That game, it's crazy to think of, like, I mean, that was such a close game. If we wouldn't have won that game, like, season would have been totally different. Oh, it would have been totally different, yeah. yeah. And, and that, uh, that uh, I think one of the guys, someone told me about, you know, like, how close that, maybe it was you, how close that game actually came to, like, being one, one way or another, yeah. you know, like, being game of inches. Like. Yeah, it's in, because, like, actually, Coach Franklin showed us a video, I That's think, what I think you told yeah, about, like, yeah. two weeks ago or something like that, just, like, a game of inches, how close that game was. And how close the Ohio State game was that yeah. we lost, and like how easily they could have went one way or the other. So like football is definitely one of those games where it's like one play here, one play there that can really determine the difference in the game. The other thing I want to ask you about Sean, and I actually talked to Sean about this when I had him on my podcast last year. Um, this time last last year is every time. Anytime you're like a six-year, seventh-year quarterback and there's like a five-star freshman that comes in, the fans always start wanting to yeah. see the freshman. That's just like the nature of college football. Happens at every school in the country. What was that, the dynamic like when sometimes during the, during the games, like the student section is chanting, we want Aller, and like, you know, like I thought it was BS, but like yeah. Sean was getting booed off the field at times, which is ridiculous. But yeah. what was the dynamic between you and Sean like at that point? Was it ever like... Not uncomfortable, but is it like you're hearing the student section chant, we want Aller, <laughs> and like you're standing beside Sean, like, and I'm sure Sean handled it well, but what was he oh, like yeah. doing that? I mean, Sean handled it like a pro, and yeah. I honestly, he was like joking about it, which was the funniest part. <laughs> He's because like, like, I was like, 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 I know, I like, I understood what was going on, like, in the game, and like, not all of it was Sean's fault. Yeah. Like, just things didn't go the way we wanted, obviously. Honestly, like, Sean was probably the most mad out of anybody in the stadium because. Yeah. He wants to go out and complete every pass that he throws and be perfect, and I, that's not going to happen in football. But um, just just learning, like it, that was one of the great things I learned from him as well. Just seeing how like he handled everything, uh, fans, media, uh, just how he handled everything with such class and like professionalism was something that I really gained from him too. Yeah. And it was it was like I didn't I never really heard it in the game. It would be more of like like fans. Like after the game, telling me, like, did you hear? Yeah. yeah, did you hear that? I'm like, no, I'm I'm focused on the game. I'm focused on doing yeah. whatever I can to help Sean out on the field, telling him what I see from the sidelines. Yeah, it was so cool to see him go out like that in the Rose Bowl. Oh yeah, it was the coolest thing. We were we were all out there, but uh, it was so sick to see yeah. him all out like that. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm glad cool? he went out like that for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah went out on a high note. Yeah, yeah very high note. He deserved it for sure. Uh, when when you make a mistake, 
how does how does Coach Yersich correct you? Like, what, what's his coaching style? Is he is he a yeller? Is he like a, on it, the on the on the field? Is he or is he like pretty laid back? I think it depends on like your stage of development. Like, <laughs> I would say last year when I first got here, he definitely. He's not a yeller. He like definitely has. He's just like loud in general. Like I think he's <laughs> just naturally like, yeah. he's just naturally loud. So it could seem like he's yelling at you, but it was definitely from like the the right place, like in his heart. Like he wants you to do like the best you can do. Like like because we went over something in the meeting, you go out and mess it up. And like we went over this, you can't mess yeah. that up. But right now, I think with with me and Bo uh, specifically, like he's more of like chilled back. Like not not super chilled back, but like. He'll give us more leeway and more like more of a leash to like go out and like just test the limits, uh, see what we can do, and mm-hmm. go out and do whatever we need to do. But he definitely he's one of the great things I've learned from him is like have a reason for everything, uh, like why you did something, why you went one way, why you slid the protection yeah. one way. Like make have sure you have a yeah, <laughs> make sure you have a like a why behind your reasoning. Yeah. That's cool. What about Coach Franklin? When when you mess up, how does he get on you? Uh, when Coach Franklin yells at you, it's usually you messed up like <laughs> multiple times or did something like really big. So I I probably got yelled at by Coach Franklin like during fall camp. Uh, I didn't. I mean, you you didn't run. Through, have you ever like not finished through the whistle like on a run? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I did that, and I like started jogging back to the huddle. Like okay, next play, and then yeah. like he comes sprinting up run through the whistle and I'm like yeah. and then he makes me sprint like oh he does yards. the sprint thing where he runs up and goes here yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, <laughs> That's I, his then I had to like sprint 50 yards sprint back yeah. next play but I mean I, Coach Franklin is definitely like a great guy to be around yeah. and he, he like when he yells at you it's like in the not in the nicest way possible but it's coming from like the right spot like he wants you to succeed and do the best you can do yeah well how do you how do you feel like you and Coach Yersich with the offense, do you feel like you're even more on the same page now than you were the year before? Like, what's that? I know you guys are close, but what's that relationship like now that you're in year, you know, multiple years in the system, same yeah. offensive corner? That was one of Sean's problems. Yeah. Was that Sean had a new OC every year he freaking was here? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot, uh, be- not better, but like I have a little bit more say or in like what I don't like, what I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the things that I found really cool last year is, like, Coach Yersich, like, throughout the game week, he'd ask you for, like, your five favorite plays on third down, third and medium, third and short, third throughout and long. Throughout the game week? Yeah. yeah. And he'd do it with every single quarterback, not just Sean. So, like, when I – I sometimes – I most of the time, like, all of our plays pretty much align with each other, yeah. maybe in, like, swapping a couple orders. But, like, if I had something drastically different than Sean, like, I didn't like a play he liked, like, he wouldn't call that when I went in. So – he definitely calls the game to the quarterback's, like, needs. Not needs, but, like, his comforts and stuff. And even throughout spring ball, he'd ask me a lot of questions, like, do you like this? What don't you like about it? And ask me for input on plays because I'm a film junkie, so I'm always watching, like, NFL teams. Uh, yeah. Big I'm, – I'm always in there with uh, uh, one of the coaches, too, watching cut-ups of, like, NFL teams, specifically, like, the, the Rams, the – the 49ers, Vikings, Bengals, a bunch of like West Coast teams, yeah. Dolphins now since uh, McDaniels Daniel, is out yeah. there. They're all the same system, but they're all doing different little things. And it's really cool to see just how easy it is for quarterbacks to play in that system. Yeah. So he's asked me input on that stuff too. And we've implemented some of that stuff into our, our offense. What's your process when you're 
watching film of an opponent? Like, what's, do you have a pro- process of how you break it down? Yeah, so usually when I go in and watch film, uh, our analysts have, like, a like a short breakdown okay. of, like, like their tendencies. Uh, usually when I go in, I try to figure out the differences. Uh, for me, I always try to figure out, like, where's, like, a certain – or identify the player that's going to give me the most tell on a coverage. Uh, it's different every week and different with every defense. And that's – I try to look for, like, where somebody aligns on the field when it's a certain coverage and in a certain formation. So I'll go in and mostly do that. So then when I get into the – like, when we get the game plan, I'm like, okay, like, Riki's here. If this guy's over, over off the hash – he might be going cloud or something like that. So it's definitely just l- looking for the little details and just seeing where everybody lines up in every formation. Did you have to learn a lot about coverages when you got here? Or did you already know a lot of the stuff from high school? Uh, I felt like I knew most of it in high school, but it was definitely more of like the language. Uh, and like there's, obvi- there's in college, you see a lot more fronts. That yeah. was probably the biggest thing. Like in the high school, I always saw three and honestly two down fronts sometimes because we were five wide the whole game so I didn't have much experience with like the front seven uh so that was one of the biggest things I like where I've learned the most is like just identifying the defensive fronts but coverages is definitely a more coverages you see in colleges college games and different uh types of coverage but it's it's pretty most of the coverage have the like same basis yeah Yeah, so what coverage you guys see the most in the big ten Four? La- no, last year was probably a lot of like one high one zone. High. Yeah, 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 a lot of one high zone, three, yeah. cover three, cover five. Really? Yeah. What's co- what do you guys call cover five? Just week uh, week three. Got it. Yeah. You know, everyone like has different names for yeah, cover so That's the yeah. other hard part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like cover six for one team is like quarter, quarter, half. It's yeah. like completely something different for yeah. someone else. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest part when you change like coordinators and stuff is yeah. learning all that stuff. What, um, Let's talk about the quarterback room a little bit. You mm-hmm. got Bo, you got the – there's another freshman that just came in, right? Jackson, Smolik. Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, the a bunch of guys committed. Like, what's the dynamic like in that room right now, between a, you and Bo especially? It's a really good room. Uh, I think we're really competitive, but we all do it in, like, like just trying to make each other better, make ourselves better. Mm-hmm. We're really – I mean, we're – we get along great. Uh, we're all we're always in there, like having our own meetings, watching watching different things. Um, but it's a it's a great le- relationship we all have in that room. And I know we have two more guys coming in the summer. That's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to like welcome those guys in and just teach them yeah. like how to be a quarterback at Penn State. We, we saw Coach Yersich today at the facility, and I was talking to him, and he was just like, "The room's loaded. Like, there's so yeah. many good players. Yeah. And you guys are all young. <laughs> like, yeah." It's, it's got to be cool just from a competitive standpoint to be competing with those guys every day. Oh, for sure. I mean, because I've, every quarterback has their strengths and weaknesses, but I think, like, the way we have our quarterback room set up, everybody's like, can benefit from each other, and that's that's what we did last year, too, and that's what really helped me grow last year. Yeah. What's the one thing you're trying to improve on or grow in the most from last year to this year? Uh, I would just keep saying my like just changing my body, uh, yeah. body fat percentage. Just keep keep uh, grinding on that, eating eating right. Doing for the extra- record, we brought donuts in here, and like for <laughs> for everyone watching, Coach Franklin, if you're watching, he did turn down the donuts. I did. Turn, it was a it was a hard turn. And there was some glaze, some chocolate covered <laughs> ones, and you said no immediately. So yeah, I'll probably yeah, be so having still, a few of those still on the way on home. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing, just football wise, just improving my general like. IQ of the game, just 
watching as much film as I can. Like right now, I'll probably start getting into a lot more NFL NFL tape, and then once we get closer, uh, like I've I've watched West Virginia a couple times, but once we get closer to the season, definitely start shifting my focus all to West Virginia. So, how's the receiver room looking? Because that's kind of like I feel like one of the position groups on the team that has a lot of talent, but is kind of. You don't really know like who's going to yeah. be the guy. How how's it going to play out? What did you see from those guys in the spring? Uh, and the guy just joined. The guy just yeah, got Dante. Through. Dante Cephas, just, just yeah. got the campus. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen a lot of growth throughout the spring. Uh, when a new quarterback with me and Bo stepping in, it's it's hard for us to get on the same page during spring just because there's so many different parts moving around. Everybody's interchanging, yeah. learning different spots, learning it like learning a couple new plays. But I think the last three weeks have been huge for us. Uh, We've been, I don't know how much we've been throwing. Like, we pretty much throw every, every day, pretty much. And we have a great turnout uh, pretty much every day. And it's, it's been going really well right now. And uh, we're going to have a lot of weapons come out of that room. We got a lot of young guys that are still taking their next steps. But I've been really impressed with Dre, Trey, and, and Dante. Liam Clifford, too, has been doing really Liam, good. Yeah. So. Those are four guys in our receiver room that are, that have been doing really good uh, and been really impressive, just their work habits and how consistent they've been and bringing the other guys along in that room. And then also what's going to help them a lot is our tight ends, uh, Tyler Warren and Theo Johnson, and then finding out what, which one of the young tight ends is going to step up and take that third tight end role. But uh, it's it's been a great offseason so far from that standpoint. Yeah, the tight ends are a special room. Like they, they, oh, yeah. uh, I was saying last year, like with – Brenton with Tyler with Theo it's like one of the best in the country last yeah, season sure. now, now that Brenton's out and I've been on the Tyler Warren hype train for like for yeah. a long time now <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Tyler Warren guy like how, what, what have you seen from him he's such a he's such a unique athlete that like, you can put him all over the place mm-hmm. he can play H back he can play in line obviously like we know Theo's gonna be a dog like yeah. Theo is Theo's the, like, like yeah. the big dog but like Tyler's so intriguing to me because you can use him in so many different spots yeah like he, he can really do anything out on the field you can split him out wide you can run yeah. any route on the on the route tree for us and then bring him back in run any route from the route tree but it, all, both of them are really physical in the run game mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that has been one of the biggest parts to our run game success too not only yeah. our O-line like playing as well as they did last year and throughout the spring but having our tight ends be just as good as them helping clear up more uh, lanes for our running backs to see but yeah Tyler's definitely a special player a special athlete I don't I don't think people realize how athletic he really is yeah. <laughs> like like it's insane how athletic he is and how, like his vertical and just his like mobility and his like catch radius is yeah, really he's a freak. And he was a former quarterback right yeah he was like, a quarterback in yeah. high school yeah, yeah it's wild it's yeah a big dude playing quarterback Who's a, who, who would you say is an underrated player on the team that's going to pop off that no one's really talking about? I would say, from an offensive standpoint, I would say Keandre and, and Trey. Lambert uh, Smith? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, a lot more, like, people know who, like, Dre, Keandre is, but he's been putting in the extra time this, this offseason, and we've been really getting on the same page, and Trey, Trey is going to be a really good player for us this year too. He he's really explosive. Like his his eight steps compared to a lot of a lot of different people is it's a lot. He gains a lot more yardage. So yeah. he's going to be a great asset to us this year, just uh, on the perimeter perimeter for us too. So defensively, I don't. There's so many guys so many on our defense. Right yeah, there's so many guys on our defense, but a defense one of, is stacked. Yeah, one of the biggest 
like names that I don't think people talk about that much is probably KJ Winston, uh, just because he's a young safety. Yeah. Um, he he really comes down and like tries to take your head off, <laughs> and he has really good length and coverage skills and can cover a lot of ground. But like our defense is so loaded that he probably doesn't get talked about as much as he should be. And I, I he had a great spring game and there's a great spring uh, practices, but den- denied in a sudden. He is an absolute beast, yeah. and he's going to be a third, probably a third defensive end because he's behind a decent chop. Yeah, two guys that are NFL players. Yeah, yeah. NFL players, and the guys like almost on the same level as them. So it's really wow. insane to see the depth that we have at the end. I got a question for you. You ready? Good one. Yeah. <laughs> at when it, like this in college football as a whole, when you're in when you're at the Heisman ceremony at the end of the season. <laughs> Who were the three other players at the ceremony with you? Well, I'm hoping if I am there, it's it's uh, Fat Man, Nick Singleton, and who coached you up on this media interview? Did uh, you? <laughs> you can't say three Penn State players. <laughs> no, I, we can go Fat Man, Nick Singleton, <laughs> and then Kalen King. Hopefully it's hopefully it's all like a four Penn State players. So. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. What? All right. We'll rephrase the question. Who are some other like quarterbacks in college football that you either like watch their film or that you think are yeah, falling? Obviously, Caleb Williams and Drake May are two two yeah. of the best quarterbacks in college football right now. Uh, they, I mean, they just are different types of quarterbacks. I, I've been watching a lot more of Drake May just because I think my play style is more similar to him than. Mine is the Caleb Williams. Uh, so I've been trying it's a good to, observation. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to watch a little bit more North Carolina film just to see what Drake does. But yeah. uh, he's he, they're both incredible talents. So I would probably say those two guys are like the yeah. guys I watch in college. Do you, do you watch any of your like stay in touch with any former Penn State quarterbacks? We talked about Hackenberg. It's funny how much you look like Christian Hackenberg too. Really? Like when he was a freshman, <laughs> and you're both and you're like the same size. Yeah. Uh, quarter obviously Cliff still yeah. in a lot of contact. Not the trace with at all. Yeah, I've talked to Chase a couple times. Uh, Will Levis, I know he's yeah. not like he's sort of yeah, sort Penn of State not, guy, though. but yeah. uh, him, a lot of other Penn State players. Like I, I talked to Allen Robinson a decent amount. Oh, cool. So he, he's a cool. He's cool. How do you and know Rob? He reached out to me through Instagram, and then oh, we've sick. been like texting back and forth ever since. Uh, Pat like, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of lot of guys that are still like in contact with me. We've been trying to get a Rob on the pod for a while. Really? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's in big he's, time he's with us cool. a little bit. He's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's going to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. He's in Pittsburgh now too. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good fit for him. I mean, he's he's like one of those dudes that just if he could just get like in the right system, he's like for he's sure. just been so unlucky in his career of like where he's been, and he, yeah. he should be an all pro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, let's go. Let's tell me about NIL a little bit. How that's right. I mean, it's pretty cool that you get to be like a five-star quarterback right at the heart of when NIL starting. I know that I was talking to Hackenberg about it. He was like, dude, just think if we had NIL when we were here too. Like, obviously everyone says that, but how's it been dealing? First of all, like, has it been a big distraction or like something that you feel like you got to deal with all the time now? Like, how has it changed that from, from that perspective? No, so for one, when, when I first got on the campus, one of my main things with NIL was not letting it distract me from school and football because those are the two most important things for me mm-hmm. personally. Uh, but then finding somebody that can represent me just because it's not my world negotiating contracts with <laughs> with companies and just doing all that sorts of things that I didn't want to have to be taking time out of my day to like talk to all these different companies. So 
I I um, with CAA, mm-hmm. uh, so they they have been a great help to me. They nothing nothing but great things to say about them and all, like everybody that helps me out through CAA. So they're my uh, they represent me through NIL right now, and it's been great so far. Um, I I mean I I'm I like NIL a lot just because of like all the opportunities yeah. it can. I would too if I yeah that. yeah but. <laughs> but <laughs> One of the the cool things that I I found through NIL was just giving back to your community. Uh, so, I I created a children's book, which is like something I really? never thought I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, give it a plug. Like, like where, where can people buy it? Like, uh, I have to find the link. I know it's up on my. <laughs> I, I know it's I know it's up on my Twitter. It's on your Twitter. Yeah, but it's called it's called the Men in Back, and uh, all my proceeds go to like a Madonna Youth Football Great Iron. Which oh, cool. is like the football organization I grew up playing in, so it's cool to like be able to give back to your community and just like the younger generation because I remember being in their shoes, yeah. wanting to be a varsity football player and just all that and just being able to give back to them. But uh, honestly, for me nil personally, I probably turned down a lot more deals than what I've done just because it, I don't want to be taking time out of like what I love doing with school and football to be traveling like two hours to go do something that I, I may like doing or may not like doing. So I've probably turned down more deals than I've actually done. Sweet. You get a car? You have a yeah, car deal? Yeah. So, what kind uh, of car are we, are we whipping around? A Tesla. There's like eight or, eight or nine of us that have a, a Tesla, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. when I when I pulled into the players' parking lot, I was like, "This parking lot looks a lot different than how it looked when I was oh, here." There, like, there's a lot of like crazy cars. A lot, a lot of nice cars. In there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so how'd you get the Tesla car? So, uh, company uh, con- construction company Inch and Co. Oh right? yeah, that's, the Bo works with them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same company that. They provided Teslas for like eight or nine of us on the team. So. Oh, does it say their name on the side? Yeah, right? it says the name on the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's sweet. What are some other NIL deals you've done? Like cool ones? Uh, I guess they're all cool if they're paying you, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I thought the coolest, one of the coolest ones for me personally was the trading cards. Yeah. Like the tops and all the other companies trading cards just because like you it's, decide a bunch of them. Yeah, they send you like the, the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's probably the easiest one I've done, just because like you can knock it out, just sit in your room for the twenty minutes and sign like yeah, they, 10 pay you, they give you like them. five bucks a card or something. I mean, yeah, buy more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I was when I was in college, coming out of the league, I got like fifty cents a card, and I found out that Kasiki was getting like eight dollars a card. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, because well, my my agent represented like a bunch of people in the yeah. NFL, and it's like crazy to hear like. That guys go for like twenty five a signature, signature. fifty a you signature. Just sit there and sign like yeah, it's like twenty five dollars every time you sign something, and they'll send you like ten thousand things to sign. So that's funny. Like your uh, your personal quarterback coach has had a big impact. Yeah. I forget his name right now, but he also yeah, trains the yeah. kid that just committed right in twenty twenty four. What's his name? Uh, the quarterback. The quarterback coach. Uh, Brad Mendler. Yeah, Brad Mendler. What kind of impact has he had on on your? Career? He's had he's had a, like probably one of the biggest impacts on me uh, yeah. playing football, just because he I started training with him after my sophomore year, uh, like right before COVID hit. Um, so he has had one of the biggest impacts on me because if you see my uh, you watch my sophomore film, I throw a lot different. He changed your throwing motion, right? Yeah, he that's, changed, what, that's what I wanted to ask about. He changed everything for me, yeah. um, and. What 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 really sold me? Like he reached out to me through Twitter after seeing my sophomore season highlights that I posted on Twitter, and he's like, 
I think you can throw a lot more efficiently, efficiently and throw with a lot more power if you like switch to this. And he, I, like I start texting back and forth with him and my dad, mm. um, showing me clips of Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, like all the top level throwers in the NFL and just seeing the way they throw and seeing how like it's all rotational. Like I, I've used to how I compare it. I used to throw a football like a pitcher in baseball, but now I throw like I'm a batter in baseball. It's all rotational. It's pretty yeah. much the same principle. You just have a different launch angle mm-hmm. and launch point. And it's had one of the biggest impacts on me just because like I'm a lot more efficient and definitely have a lot more consistency and just it's it's helped me a ton. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because when your film looks so much different, I mean, obviously, like by the way you popped off in recruiting, like yeah. it made a huge impact. Is it crazy to think like if you never would have never changed your arm angle, like? <laughs> yeah, it'd be great because I probably would have ended up like Central a Mac school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably a Mac school. Yeah, uh, which would have been great too, just because like it's Division One football, but I mean, like uh, <laughs> Penn State is, is different yeah. level, but but it's definitely had like propelled me to like how I am today. What do you want to do when you're done playing football? Coach? Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing I'd probably get into is coaching. Uh, if I had to say, I definitely want to coach in the NFL, but that's like <laughs> a lot, like a lot shorter leech, leash than you get in like college and high school. You don't why NFL? You don't want to do rec- recruiting and NIL? So? Yeah, I mean personally, like I like I liked recruiting, but like it got to a point where I was like, okay, I I gotta make a decision because yeah. like all this recruiting is like. It's not fun, and I see like the the schedule that Coach Franklin and all the coaches are on here. It's like grinding right now. Constant, yeah, it's constant, yeah. nonstop. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> how you could do that. Like they, I don't know how many cans or like just cartons of Red Bull they go through, <laughs> let alone like a like a week, but like a day. Yeah, and it's insane. But I think NFL just because like I like. It's a different it's a different game than college. It's a lot more like precision and like just going out and executing and game planning. Uh hashes are different, so you're playing a lot more in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I think that would affect playing calling a lot more. Like you can do a lot more things mm-hmm. and I think in the NFL you can uh like just do a lot more personnel. You can do it in college, but you can do a lot more different personnel groupings and like different yeah. things in your offense. Yeah, I mean the game's so different because of the hashes. Mm-hmm. How do you guys we could, we're going to go down the ball talk thing now. How do you guys in your strategic offense deal with, like, hash changes? Do you guys, like, flip play calls? Like, from like, like when it's on the right hash compared to, like, do you flip the call? Most of the time we'll flip the call. Or you uh, go fit, like, fib, what do you call it, fit, formation of the boundary? Yeah, we, FSL. Formation of the sideline. Yeah, 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 that's what we do. But uh, we'll flip the call, but it, honestly, it's, We'll we'll do both. Like sometimes we won't flip the call, but I'd say most of the time we'd probably flip the call if we flip hashes. Yeah, to to get the yeah. It's crazy how like NFL doesn't have to do that. Yeah, they just like run the just call. in the middle of the they're field just in the, the middle time. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I want to ask you about NIL, I forgot, is what do you do with your NIL money? Like, do you inv- do you invest a bunch of it? Like Sean obviously was like yeah. a venture capitalist, <laughs> and, like doing all his business stuff. But did he rub off on you at all on that on that front of it? So I actually, I have like a financial advisor too that I got hooked up with through. I say you, know you got big money. Yeah. You got a financial advisor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, they've helped me a ton. So I'm like I'm talking to them and having conversations about like investments because it's definitely something I'd be interested in. But for the most part, I. I got a credit card so I can build like my credit score. <laughs> uh, so I, I haven't spent much of it, but uh, I don't, I mean, I, 
my parents would say, at least my mom would say, I do spend a lot of money, but I make sure like I, I'm getting paid before I, I spend the money. What do you, what's your biggest purchase? Shoes and golf. Yeah, shoes and golf. Yeah. Like what kind of shoes are you buying? Like, like Jordans? Well, I, I have four pairs of Jordans. I'm looking to expand a little bit, but I like this weekend, I just bought four pairs of Dunks. So <laughs> that's like where most of my money's going to and like, Golf. I just bought like golf uh, clubs or like golf. Yeah, I just I just bought like new clubs. That was my first like ever like big boy purchase. I would say like just spend like I golf clubs are how much were the clubs? A couple thousand. Well, I I did get a good discount on them, (laughs) but it still ran me up like probably like twenty five hundred. I just think it's funny that twenty five hundred is your big boy purchase. It, it, I thought you were gonna say like a fifty thousand dollar chain or oh, something. No. no, I could never spend fifty thousand on a chain. <laughs> well, I hope you wouldn't do that. I thought yeah. that was your, but then you told me that it was GLD. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> changed like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought those were like ten thousand dollar chains. No, no. <laughs> it was fun. When we were with uh I was told you I was like with Kasiki at his shore house uh this last weekend and they just like I wore his Rolex out to the bars, and I tried to I tried to go home with it after. But just thinking like all the all the jewelry these guys buy, yeah, like, yeah he's got like chains that are like ten grand. I'm like, that's what insane. are you doing? Yeah, that's a but that's like real money though. He made he made thirteen million dollars. That's a different year. type of yeah. money. Like that, yeah, that's a different. You're not type quite of money. there. Yet. Yeah, no, I'm not there at all. Yeah, um, that's funny. Um, what's your favorite route to throw? Oh, I like. I like throwing dig routes. I knew you were going to say dig. Yeah, if I had dig to put routes. every dollar I had, you were going to yeah. say dig routes. Back shoulders. Because you just want to whip it in the middle of the field. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I, and I like throwing uh, well, deep balls, probably go ball. But one of my favorite routes that I'm really like getting on the same page with the receivers, it's like just option routes, just yeah. different option routes. I think it would be like a, like a lot, see a bunch of NFL teams running it and seeing how like, successful it is with them. And it's been really fun getting on the same page with all the receivers. Like, talking through different looks with them and how I like how I want them to run the route to start and then just doing whatever they had to do at the top of the route to make the decision and get open but just watching film with them seeing like what Cooper Cup does Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase all those guys in the NFL and seeing how precise they run and how everything looks the same has been has been it's growing on me a lot yeah yeah watching the Cooper Cup option routes is like the coolest thing yeah and it's cool how you know, like the rule uh, slant till you can't. Like, is that how you always go inside unless unless they take it away? That's like, that, for some of we have like a couple different option routes, but like some of the them are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. What what's a um, what's a moment in your career so far where you feel like you faced the most adversity, whether it's high school, college, and how did you overcome it? Uh, college would definitely probably be that Michigan game. Yeah. <laughs> like that was probably the, uh, that was the best team that I played against this year. Uh, and just going in and playing against those guys, it, it definitely gave me a sense of like realization, like what that is playing at that, like that type of team. And I think that really benefited me the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I did like for the most part, pretty well in that game. There's just like, a couple of things I needed to clean up that game, but I'd say that just because of like the situation we were in at the time and what was going on and how that game was turning out was definitely probably just in college the most adversity so far. How do you handle when things don't go well? What's your mentality? Are you like a like people handle adversity different ways? Mm-hmm. Are you like a do you get like quiet or you get does it motivate you? Like how do you handle when things go wrong? Uh, I would say in the moment I 
probably get more motivated and just trying to do everything I can to fix it. But like after it, I'll go back through, make sure I like watch it and be super critical and see like what I could have done different, what I, what I did well. And honestly, like one of the things I learned this year was like the film is never as good as you think it is. And it's never as bad as you never think as it bad. is. <laughs> like there's a lot, there's a couple games where it felt like we weren't clicking as an offense, but then we go back and watch the film, review it. And we're like, like, one thing away from making a five yard gain of like a 50 yard touchdown. So yeah. I think that's like, it's a balance of like being critical on yourself, but not being over critical. Yeah. Never as good as you think you are. Never as bad. As you think yeah. You are. I think that's a Joe Paterno quote, but it's a good one. Um, it, in 10 years, when people think about Drew Aller, what do you want them to think about? Uh, shoot, that's a hard question. Probably just like, off the field, he was better than what he was on the field. Uh, like, he was a stand-up guy off the field, a great role model for the younger generation is probably one of my biggest goals. And then, obviously, bringing home a couple national championships here. Uh, and then, hopefully, if I play well enough and do what I'm supposed to do and uh, just go to the NFL and have a good career in the NFL because that's always been a dream of mine. But first and foremost is handling business here and doing what we have to do here. Yeah. Well, you mentioned national championships. So I'm going to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> as we talked about when we started the pod, mm-hmm. like the expectations are super high. And this place and Coach Franklin like desperately won a, nas- won a national championship. Mm-hmm. And in your career, I, it's, I think it's pretty safe to say like I, your career as a starting quarterback will be judged on whether yeah. or not you can bring home a national championship. Do you do you feel like do you feel that way like do you real do you think about that a lot do you do you wake up every morning and think national championship No, I, one of the biggest things that Coach Franklin has instilled in all of us is like that one and zero mindset. So I yeah. yeah I can't I can't worry about or we can't worry about the national championship if we don't go one and zero every week. Mm-hmm. So it's really focusing on the process of getting there and like doing like not just talking about going out and competing for national championships and hopefully winning them and big 10 championships it's what are you doing like today and tomorrow to solidify that you're working towards that goal and like what are you doing to improve yourself every day because obviously we face a really tough schedule and they're going to be working as like really hard this this summer too and it's like what are we doing different than them or what are we doing more of than them to really separate us and get get to that next level yeah I knew that's how you were going to answer that question, but I had to ask you. The one and no mindset. That's, that's a Coach Franklin special. That's yeah. good, though. It's true. And it applies to like, everything in life. You just like take mm-hmm. it one day at a time. Yeah. And if you, you can't get too far ahead or too, too far behind. But um, another good one that's going to make you think a little bit. What's something, what's something that people don't know about you that you want them to know? Uh, well, at least on the field, one of the things is if I don't complete a pass, I'm going to be more about it than the fans are. <laughs> so don't boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but then off the field, I would say I'm pretty relaxed. Uh, I, I don't go out at all. Like if I go out, I'm going to the driving range with, with my roommates <laughs> and just going to hit some golf balls with them and just, you know, chilling out with them and staying really low key just because I don't, 
I don't like being in big social gatherings, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So That's not your thing? Yeah, no, not it's not party. my thing at all. Uh-huh. So, like, if you guys, when you guys beat West Virginia week one, like, how do you celebrate? Driving range in the morning? <laughs> uh, well, I'll probably go back to my parents' apartment, hopefully eat some good pizza, and then come back the next morning, get in the tubs, watch the film, and go through that Sunday practice. Your, uh, your parents have an apartment up here? Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. out in Belfont. Oh, sweet. Or, yeah, I think it's for all the games and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's smart. What what uh, it's gonna be cool being your. I mean, I don't think they've like, hopefully your first start against West Virginia, mm. night game, national television, in Beaver Stadium. Like that's got to be a pretty cool atmosphere to to, to think about. And, yeah, and kind of be motivated about for this off season. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool opportunity we have as a team. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be. Like first game of the year under the lights, like obviously broadcasted nationwide on a huge television network. But like Coach Franklin keeps us grounded. Like it's like we have I think ninety three days right now or ninety two days until that game. And it's like, what are we doing now to prepare ourselves for that moment and yeah. just like doing whatever we can to be prepared for that moment. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh Probably like comparison is the thief of joy. I, I found that a lot, like especially during recruiting. Like I tried to relay that message to the kids at the Elite Eleven, because um, I found myself at like during points of like when I wasn't really getting recruited. Like, oh, why is he getting offers? I'm better than him. Uh, like, how are how are these schools like finding these guys? But they're not really looking at me. And then once I really focused on myself and doing whatever I can to like just really improve myself every day is when all those things started happening. Uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things that I, I still go by to this day. I love that. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Is that an original by you? Is that your quote? No. And we, can no. we attribute it to you? <laughs> uh, no, not, definitely not my quote. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's the worst advice, advice you've ever received? Uh, ooh. <laughs> the worst advice I ever received. This is like true Joe Rogan esque podcast now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly don't know that question. I answer to that question. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. No one's ever given you advice, and you're like, and then you're like, that's just terrible advice. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. Well, you'll think it back to me. All right. That. All right. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let everyone know what the answer was okay. after you think about it. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your why? What's the reason you wake up every day? Uh, you f- family and just my my faith and my religion. Uh, my fa- my specifically my parents. They've sacrificed a a ton to like get me to where I'm at today, and they they're doing the same with my younger sister back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've definitely sacrificed a lot of time, opportunity, and especially money with how expensive everything <laughs> yeah. is nowadays. But to like give give uh, me these experiences that I've experienced, uh, can't I can't tell you how many times my dad would be rushing home from work to get me to football, basketball, baseball practice, and then stand out there and watch or coach. And then he he already left the house at like six thirty that morning, but hadn't really been back to the house since like until like nine p.m. at night. And just yeah. the sacrifices they made. And my mom attending pretty much every every game that I've ever played. Uh, same with both of my sets of grandparents. Uh, they've attended a lot of stuff for me, and it's a big reason of why I do what I do right now. That's got to be the coolest part for you is, like, bringing your family along for the yeah. ride. That's always, yeah. like, they get to live vicariously through you, right? For sure, yeah. <laughs> because my dad played at Eastern Michigan. Uh, 
And that's one of the reasons I first got into you football. You can be dissing on the Mac, and then your dad plays at Eastern I Michigan. wasn't dissing no, on I'm the Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you actually did say it's Division One football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's one of the biggest reasons I started getting into football and have so much passion football for football because we're huge Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah. Uh, like, my great-grandpa had season tickets. Then he passed them down to my grandpa. My grandpa passed them down to my dad. And I've been going to, like, every home game – except last year for pretty much since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had a lot of great memories down at you know, Cleveland Brown Stadium, even though they probably won 10 games yeah. that I attended. <laughs> so, so hopefully There were, there were many time. dubs coming in uh, that no, time. Not many at all, no. <laughs> Who, who's the, who's the uh, like NFL quarterback, since you watch a lot of film, that you feel like, I'm not saying that you're comparing yourself to him, but that you feel like you like emulate the most in your game? Yeah, so some of the favorite quarterbacks, I like some of my personal favorites that I watch are Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Even, for me, he's hard to like study just because of how freely yeah. he plays the game. The arm angles he throws like at. The spe- it, yeah. like just, he's like such a special player that it's really hard to even like study him yeah. just because of how great he is. But like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes, getting into more – I like watching Jimmy G for like footwork at least, uh, just mm-hmm. like seeing what he did out in San Fran, uh, just like the fundamentals of footwork with him. Uh, but those three – like Joe Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes are probably my three favorite to watch. Yeah, no, those guys are so unique too. And the fact that that's what I think a lot of people don't in your game, like how s- sneaky athletic you are too. You know, like, mm-hmm. do you feel that like you're able to create outside of just like you're, you're obviously a more prototypical pocket passer that's different than a lot of guys in college nowadays, yeah. but I feel like you have that ability, like kind of a Josh Allen has, to create and escape the pocket and throw on the run and be athletic, even though, like, you're not going to run zone read, you know? Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel like that's, like, something in my game that people don't know about. And I'm still working through that just because, like, this summer is going to be huge for me. Like, what I said earlier, like, trimming down my body fat, mm-hmm. making sure I'm as lean as possible going into the season, which will really help every, like, every movement out on the field, so... Yeah. Cool, man. we got to play some golf this summer. For so, sure. Sounds like for you're sure. a big golfer. Are you any good? Uh, I mean, my eight, my best I've ever shot on 18 is 94. Not bad. Not yeah. Bad. You, you think he'd beat me? For sure. Really? <laughs> It'd be tight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my game wasn't very good today. Really? I, I, I'm trying to break 100 most rounds. That's, okay. like, that's where I'm at. Okay. Like, if I actually count every stroke, you know, like, if I actually don't pick the ball up when it's, like, five feet from the pin and I got to put it out, and like, I'd probably be at 100. Right. Yeah, that's fair? Yeah. yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play. What, you play the white course, the blue course all the time? Uh, I, I've, I haven't really played much up here yet. I'm going to this summer. I usually play when I'm, like, back home. Yeah, this is the time to play. Like, we yeah. used to play. We used to do workouts. Now, they were in the mornings. So now that they're in the afternoon, it's different. We yeah. used to work out in the morning. It was all the guys in our, like, when I was here, and we used to go play the white course, like, three times a week. Yeah. It's amazing I, I wasn't better at golf, considering <laughs> we played, like, three times a week. It, yeah, it's definitely the time to play it, but then after those workouts, after those you're, runs, no you're, desire. Like, you're like, no, I can't, I can't walk, so I'm, I'm just going to head back home and watch some TV. Yeah, that's not the best way to do it. Well, dude, I appreciate all your time. This has been fun. I'm excited for, hopefully, like, Penn State fans to get to know you a little bit better and, like, hear you talk about some things and... I hear about your journey to this point, and it's been fun getting to know you. I'm excited to see you see you ball out. Hopefully, 
Uh, I got big, big hopes and expectations for you, man. Need to see you on that Heisman stage right. and, and excited <laughs> to see you win a national championship. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. When I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements and recently my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal. Has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition, hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized. My digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. And the best part with how busy I am, all it is is one scoop. So I just got to remember to take one scoop of Athletic Greens a day and I get everything I need to make sure I'm healthy, energized, and my digestive system is great. Literally just one scoop and it takes one minute. And I've been super picky about what sponsors we want for this podcast. I want ones that I actually use and I actually can promote and support for you guys. And Athletic Greens is it. It's the real deal and I've been taking it for a long time. You heard it from me. So whether you're a former athlete, current athlete, or just a high-performing individual trying to optimize your health, I encourage you to invest in your health, invest in your nutrition, and try Athletic Greens today because it could change a lot for your daily performance. So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support Next Up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. It is smooth sack summer. That's right, this is the summer you keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. Manscaped's the leader in below-the-waist grooming, and they all want us to have a ball this summer. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code ADAMB. Quick story for you guys about Manscaped. So last summer, before I was a Manscaped user, I was grooming myself before I went to the beach. And let's just say I had a little accident and nicked my balls the wrong way, had a little bit of a cut. Now, normally I'm a big beach guy and dive right into the ocean. Now, normally I'm a big ocean guy, but this time I went headfirst into the salt water, and let's just say that grooming issue down below came back to haunt me in the worst possible way. That was when I went looking for a solution for my grooming, the family jewels, and I found Manscaped, and I've used it almost every single day. Well, not quite every day every other day since. So trust me, you're hearing it from me, a guy with experience. You need Manscaped to trim your family jewels because it is officially smooth sack summer. Go to manscaped.com. Use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping on your next order. And please, guys, support the sponsors of this podcast because it helps me, allows us to travel around and have one amazing guest. So support Manscaped for sponsoring this pod. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping on your next order. I'm going to tell you guys about prize picks, the best way to fire on sports. It's how I fire on sports every time there's a big game. Prize picks is different than regular sports betting. On prize picks, you pick players and not teams. So every player has a set projection for each game. Say Steph Curry, 30 points total, and you pick higher or lower than 30 points, and if it hits, you win. So if you know sports and know players and know how they're going to perform in each game, you can make tons of money on prize picks. 
And the best part is prize picks is fantasy, not sports betting. So it's legal in most states, all the states in the yellow below. And now here's the best part. I have a hundred dollar deposit bonus for you guys. Use the code next up when you download the prize picks app or click the link in the description and you'll get a hundred dollar deposit bonus to use the next time you want to fire on prize picks.